energy level. Yeah, I I hope it's not as loud on the microphone as it was to you in real life. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was pretty loud. Exuberant. Hey, folks! It is Christmas Eve. Welcome to CHMA broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, Canada. You are listening either on one hundred six point nine FM in the Tantramar area or at www.chmafm.com. This is Ground Control at YMC, Midget Airport. You are joining myself, air traffic controller Thomas, still filled with spicy chicken, grapes, and cheese. And me. Oh, yeah. And, like and air traffic controller, controller Luke, Luke is here as well. I filled was on there. chicken salad sandwiches. Nice. Yeah. And but I lo- use spicy mayo. And the, and it, the love of your children. Yes. Um, it's a different kind of fullness. It's a different fullness. Join us for the next hour as we watch the skies, listen to, Zoom, listen to some tunes, chat, and we'll be done by and by. So, Luke. Yeah. Let's just get it out of the way at the top. Like, we're obviously not in studio. It's Christmas Eve. What? I'm in St. John. Yeah. Right now, I was when I did the when we did this last time. I was correct. We were. I was literally driving home with my wife on the highway. Mm-hmm. Six o'clock on Sunday. Wow. I think right now, six o'clock Sunday, Christmas Eve. I am probably sitting on the far right at the back at River Cross Church in St. John, New Brunswick, sitting with my mother and my wife. Mm-hmm. My brother and his fiance, mm-hmm. and if we could drag my other brother there, he would be there as well. You're a large, athletic fellow. If yes. anyone can drag a person somewhere, it's true. If one of the people on this radio show could drag a person somewhere, that's very true. But the I don't particularly care if he goes or not. It's my mother oh, who's like so the motive. Well, sometimes Christmas presents take strange forms it's true he usually goes sometimes he's just like i can't today but he usually does yeah so that's probably where i am right now so luke yes use your crystal ball mm-hmm. tell me what the weather is going to look like in seven my, days from the, now. the weather in my heart yes the weather in your tells heart. me it's lightly snowing because i know people need to travel yes but also you don't want a heavy snow no but also i want it to be snowing yes of course uh, so, you know what? If you look outside your house right now, my friends, it's a light snow. Yeah. And if it's not, close the blinds. But it is. We don't even need to worry about if it's not. It is. We're, if this works, there's going to be a lot more snow predictions on this show <laughs> over the coming months. Because uh, um, I know being a fan of winter is a, it's an unpopular opinion at times. Yes. A lot of people... Don't get excited about winter. I like sitting indoors and drinking hot chocolate. I love nothing more than, like, a proper winter storm. Like, being stormed in the house yeah. because it's so, there's just something about it. Like, yeah, it's nostalgic. It's so nice. Much. And I've, I've... It's hard to say how my youngest child is going to feel, but my eldest is, like, totally on board with this as well. She's just so excited about I believe snow that. and yeah. snowing and everything to do with it. So it's... it's nice I feel like your can, youngest is not going to be on board... With a lot of things that life... You beat me to it, yep. Yeah. She's going to tell life as much. Yeah, so the weather report this week from, you know, days and days out, light snow. We are recording this 24 minutes after we finished our last show. Mm -hmm. And we're not tired of each other's presence yet. Just enough time to, like, slam back some chamomile tea to keep our voices real. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. And not slam back a bunch of hot sauce. You slam back hot sauce. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I did. Uh, we got a song coming up. Yeah. Talking about St. John. Yeah. This is... Let's go with Little You, Little Me. This is a band out of St. John. Active about 2013 to 2019. I hope they're going to be making some more music. But they haven't been active in a few years. Mm. And I'm not sure if that was just pandemic and haven't really got back on it yet. That'll do it sometimes. Oh, 100%. So this is Little You, Little Me. Um out of St. John, New Brunswick, my, I keep saying alma mater, none of these people went to my high school, but my alma mater. All right. All right, here we go. Little you, little me. I'm talking to you. 
good tune yeah man how do you feel about that 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 grungy saint john rock there i had no idea that saint john was a not just a port but a exporter uh, that, that's all gonna fall apart my, hey man can, you, we, can we try again on live radio no okay. absolutely i'm definitely not editing exporter this out. of grunge hey you know what i actually have like a it's lot a gritty of, city there should be there is yeah. there's i got I do have more gritty St. John music for us. Maybe not today. Maybe it's today. It's the gritty St. John music hour. It is the great. Gr- it is the gritty St. John music hour. Thank you for joining us on the gritty St. John. St. John. Man, we are. We can't talk for an hour straight, and we're trying to do it for two hours. And like, it's just it's just going so well. Results, I'm already off track. Results are as expected. Results, Thomas. What's up, man? Tell me about what went on this week that was 23 minutes long in the world of sports. Well, it's not sports this week. I knew this week we were going to be uh, doing uh, the remote show. So this is actually just more of a controversy that happened over the last year. Oh. It culminated in this summer. So it's still fairly it's the recent. hockey stick tape thing? No. Oh. No, hockey is far too mainstream. Oh, yes. Yeah. We, we agreed that gets too much coverage. Chess. 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 So, have you heard of the Carlson Neiman controversy? No. So, during uh, the Cinquenfield Cup in September 2022, chess grandmaster and then world champion Magnus Carlson. What a great chess player name. I know, right? Um, lost to a man named. Hans Niemann. Yes, still a good chess player. Great. After losing Mm -hmm. in the third round matchup, Magnus Carlsen, the then grand, uh, sorry, the still 
grandmaster champion but then the <laughs> world like once you're a grandmaster you're always a grandmaster yeah, yeah, but he was then the world yeah he was then the world champion dropped out of the tournament which many interpreted as carlson kind of tactedly accusing neiman of cheating uh. their next tournament meeting uh, was an online tournament and carlson moved a single pawn and then resigned the game Oh. Again, as... Like uh, he was trying to say a thing without coming out and saying a thing? Exactly. Huh. Um, and it became a huge scandal uh-huh. after that. So after uh, the Synquinfield Cup, Neiman gave a lengthy, lengthy interview addressing the controversy in which he admitted to cheating in online, online chess in the past. But... <sighs> denied cheating in the game against Carlson, either over the board, so like in person, or online. Three weeks later, later, Carlson released a statement saying that Neiman's behavior during their in-face game in the Sinquil Cup, uh, taken together with earlier suspicions, convinced him to withdraw from the tournament, expressing the belief that Neiman had cheated more often and more recently than he admitted. Yeah, I kind of feel like once you've admitted to having cheated, like, is it, was they're both grandmasters? No, just one guy's just like... Just a chess-playing guy. Just a chess-playing guy. Like, he's a good chess player. Yeah. But he's not a former world champion and grandmaster. Mm. So okay. chess.com removed Neiman from their platforms, platforms just days after Carlson's withdrawal from the Synquil Cup tournament. And the FIDE, the International Chess Governing Party, rebuked Carlson for this action, but at the same time acknowledged his concern about cheating in chess. Um, the FIDE later announced an investigation into Carlson's claims and the alleged cheating of Neiman and his response. Chess.com released an interim report um, summarizing the evaluation of Neiman's games and estimated uh, and in their estimation of his online cheating on their platform. And this just blew up like the world of chess was going never bigger. Nuts. Like it was and all chess, over. I know what I do know about chess is chess is seen like during the pandemic. People like took up chess like never before. Yeah. Like a great number of things were taken up. Like of course. Never before. Yeah. And uh, and then that that show came out that was, uh, it was a very popular show. Uh, people are our three listeners They're are screaming. screaming at the radio about a, a young lady who learns chess becomes. Oh, chess the King's and, Gambit. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, chess is like bigger than it's been yeah, in, in a very long time. centuries, maybe, uh, maybe uh, not cold war was like big chess time. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. To prove so. who was the smarter white people, um, in oh. October, 2022, <laughs> Neiman filed a lawsuit against Carlson, his company play Magnus group, chess.com and chess.com's chief chess officer, Daniel Wrench. What a title to have on a business card. No, right? And Grandmaster Grandmaster Hikaru Nakamura for defamation and unlawful collusion. The lawsuit was dismissed on June 27th of this year. Um, but on August 20 uh, August 28th of this year, chess.com announced that all parties involved in any lawsuit had been settled with chess.com and reinstated Neiman on their platform and Carlson promised to play against him again should they be paired it's funny because if this was a mainstream uh, a mainstream ball sport you know yeah. one of the one of the ones that are controlled by like huge media organizations yes. I might be inclined to say like this sounds like manufactured drama. Sure, like, yes. You know, this is this, this contrived by the league because the league wants some, some attention. Oh, 100%, yeah. I, I don't really see chess people doing that. No, they're way, way too... Uh, they're way too much about the purity of the game. Yeah. So... Um, now, I can't, because of our time slot, get into all the details about how people supposed he cheated. Oh, I'd imagine that the rabbit hole there is quite deep. 
Yeah, those are very interesting words to use. Um, But because it's very difficult these days, you know, people get cheating, get caught, because I was reading about this, of course, get caught cheating um, by, you know, having four people in the crowd making cricket noises, like having someone cough at specific intervals. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know... They the leading theory for Neiman is he had some sort of device that was not detected, mm-hmm. um, sending him vibrations uh-huh. um, to tell the him Morse code action or yeah. similar. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, that, it, it, so yeah, chess is crazy. Chess man. is crazy. You know what? I gotta give it like a sidebar here, but like I went to the French. I went through the French school system, yes. you know, K to 12, all for all sad. Now the extent of it is pronouncing song titles. But uh, <laughs> the, the French school system has uh, math is part of the chess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> chess is part of the math yes. curriculum. We all learn chess. Yeah. And I've like, you know, not often, but over the last few years since I've left school, I've sat down and played a couple yeah. games of chess along the way. You know, maybe... One that's every couple of years, which uh, half a dozen, maybe more, maybe a dozen times I've sat down and played chess yeah. since I left school, which is way more than I ever used, like, trigonometry. I know, right? Yeah. Like, so much. Who'd have guessed, looking back, it's like, oh, the what I learned in school that I'm going to use short of reading and, yeah. you know, chess. actually applicable math. Pew, pew, get yeah. pissed off all the mathematicians. <laughs> uh, it's like. It's like chess. Yeah. Anyway. I keep trying to teach my wife how to play chess, but she is not into the idea. Thinking of ideas, uh, we're going to go into listening to Port Cities. Oh, yeah. Uh, idea of You is a track that we're going to listen to. I don't. I don't even know you. Damn it, I want to wake up in your bed. Don't feel like a stranger Like staring at an old picture Before it started to fade Me. 
A segment called What Are You Reading? This I'm week? reading The Hobbit still. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a minute long, so that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So currently reading The Hobbit. Uh, last week, um, and we by that I mean 44 minutes ago, Yeah, uh, we talked about Gloin, the uh, father of Gimli. Yeah, yeah one brother of, the... of Gloin. What? Brother of Oin? Yes, brother of Oin. Gloin, yeah. the brother of Oin. Yes. Um, oh, tough household growing up. <laughs> never it was know, just, never it was just know who's being yelled at. Uh, I don't know. It would be like... Oiny and gluey or something like that. Anyway, there's just two of them. All right. Um, currently reading The Hobbit. Today, I want to do a shallow dive on the Maya. Um, Awendil, more commonly known as Radagast the Brown. Oh, the wi- another wizard. Yeah. Hey, it's Air Traffic Controller Thomas from the future. Luke and I talk way too long, so you won't get this full conversation. If you want to hear it, you can hear it at midgetairport.com or on our SoundCloud. Okay, bye. Um, Rini Smith. So Rini Smith is um, an R&B uh, singer here in Halifax. I've heard the name. Um, incredible, incredible singer. And it is Christmas Eve, so I am going to do one or two Christmas songs. I'll allow it. But it is literally Christmas Eve. So this is Rini Smith with Dear Santa.
about that? That's a nice little tune right there. News. News. Have you heard of it? I've heard there is some news. Last two times I've done news, you've hated both of them. Yeah, you don't bring the happy news. How about this? Okay. UFOs. Yes. Big year for UFOs. Huge year for UFOs. Um, Especially in the United States of America. Yes, Um, I've heard of that place. They are our friends to the South. Yes. Um, A lot of people talking about a big word called disclosure. Hmm. And uh, both here in Canada and... It's like when the black ink gets peeled off the government reports. Sometimes. Ah. Sometimes you get... Sometimes disclosure is you're given in the report with the black ink on. Yeah. And sometimes disclosure is you're given... A report. Sans black ink. Or you're... There's already a report out there with black ink on it, and they take the black ink off it. Oh. Yeah. It must be a tedious job. Yeah, that would suck, eh? (laughs) Anyway, what about UFOs? There is um, a UFO sighting here in Heartland, New Brunswick. Heartland? Yeah, Heartland. Now, it was... The sighting was in 1996, but the testimonial was only transcribed about a year ago, actually, uh, December 21st, 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the testimonial is by BJ Downey. And I'm going to read you out this testimonial. If you want to read more of these, you can find them on UFO, NB Canada, (laughs) Sightings Information, and Group Chat over on Facebook. Amazing. It is a private group, um, but if you join, I will make sure you get in. Um, Wait, so, you're a moderator? No, I'm not. But oh, I think okay. I can. I think I can. You uh, hold enough sway. I can. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like, if one of your friends joins, you can, can vouch uh, for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like be like, yeah, this one's good. All right, hit right. me. So here's BJ, BJ Downey's testimony. I just started grade six and it was my first year at Heartland and the Heartland NB High School. It was dark outside, probably 6.30 p.m. The phone rang at our house and my mother answered it. It was the neighbor, Lisa Stills, married to Brian Stills at the time, down the road. The story is so maritime. I know, now. I love it. She told my mom to look in the sky to see this crazy thing that was flying around. We all stepped out on the deck and looked up. There was an oval saucer-shaped thing with really weird lights flying around. It would stop and hover in the same spot, sometimes for minutes, and then shoot as fast as lightning over to a completely different spot. If I were to guess, it could travel about five to seven kilometers in one second. Sometimes it would move a bit slower, but when it wasn't hovering, it would shoot all over. At one point, the neighbors came up and we were all watching from our porch. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. It was hard to sleep that night. Kind of an eerie feeling. It was weird as a kid to be asking questions about it and to have adults not having any answers. Two or three days later, I'm sure there was an article about it in the Bugle or Observer. I still have that paper somewhere. And a few days later, we were sent home from school with a permission slip um, that parents had to sign so we could attend assembly where a guy from Fredericton, New Brunswick, uh, Stanton Friedman, came to talk about UFOs. I'm not sure of any time at any school where this would have happened, but it happened. It's amazing that it happened at all. It really is, in 1996. Pretty crazy to think about that now. I was already reading and researching the famous Bigfoot into UFOs in the Bermuda Triangle, but after that experience, I would sign out and read every book on those subjects that the school and town library had, and I've been fascinated. Which was all the research you could do at the time in 86. It's it's really true, yeah. The internet wasn't really like... Now we'd be on your group being a rock star, but then it's like, get some books. This is a CGI Photoshop artistic rendering, rendering by Jim Lawrence. It looks it's so, like a rendering. It is of, so uh, bad. Yeah. But the, that's the story. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's my local news. Uh, BJ Downing news. from Heartland um, mm-hmm. retelling his story. 37 years ago, there was a UFO <laughs> sighting in Heartland. Hey, 96 wasn't 37 years ago. Listen, as far as the news ago, you've brought to this... I'm okay with this. This is your best, like the best news so far. Yeah, it's pretty. Because like, I got Bigfoot update next week. Then I doesn't surprise me one bit. Hey, we saw big. What's what's uh, Beach Hill Park? No, 
What's the one just Be- just up uh, the, the highway? Yeah. Beach Hill Lake Park? Yeah. Beach Hill Park. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's the park up there. The park up there? Yeah. Bigfoot sighting up there. We'll talk about it next week. Luke, what's your news, man? Man, have you watched any Christmas movies this year? No. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, good. I mean, but I think a lot of people have. Because, of course. like, people like movies. And people like being, like, happy and stuff. Yeah, and, like, they, they watch those prefab ones. So that's whatever. If that's yeah. what you like, that's great. But I think a lot of them are based in New York. A lot of all movies yeah, are based totally. in New York, right? Yeah. So you turn the TV on and anything shot in New York, and the first thing you see is like the... The, the World Trade Centers. No, you're a little outdated. The taxi, right? The New oh, York taxi, yeah. and it's a Crown Victoria or a Grand Marquis. But like, it's that Ford, four-door sedan. Big you know, yellow the, taxi. Big yellow taxi. It's the one Joni Mitchell was singing about. Yeah, it might have been earlier. It would have probably been checkers at the time. But yeah. anyway, for the last... Let's say both of our lifetimes, yes. the ubiquitous New York City cab was the same model. They, mm-hmm. they built these things from the 80s into I don't know, 10 years ago, into the early 2012, 13 or something, when they went forward, stopped production. Okay, Yeah, because they don't make cars anymore, right? No. And, and it was kind of a relic of a car. If you, if you think of common, you know, modern cars are all built out of stamped steel and you know there's no frame per Mm -hmm. se unless you get a pickup truck nowadays but the crown victoria was still built like a 70s car on a frame which made them ride very smooth and and drink a ton of gas but to be very tough and that's why they were used as cop cars we had them as cop cars here until a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. they were used as fleet vehicles everywhere but uh you're only allowed to run a taxi so long in New York City. It has to be within yes. a certain number of years or a certain number of miles. And uh, one company, just before when COVID hit, applied for an exemption. Oh, it's too hard to get new cars. Can we, can we stretch out the life of our Crown Victoria taxis? Mm-hmm. We're, so we're knocking on, like, no joke, a million miles on some of these cars. I'm sure, yeah. Um, but, you know, they get maintained every day. And totally, they just yeah. go and go and go, and they never stop, which is actually a very good thing for a vehicle. Being parked on it's harder than moving a lot of the time. So it's like they go. But unfortunately, uh, they applied for another extension on their, uh, you know, can we keep running these yeah. for the sake of the city and nostalgia in the city of New York? It was like, nah, man, no. we, we done here. So put the last the last New York City cab down. Wow. So uh, this is like a monumentous occasion from now yeah. on. If you turn on the TV and you're like, the movies are all be dated, right? Yeah. They're not yellow cabs anymore. No. They're not that iconic, you know, just, just like we see it as the RCMP car. Yeah. No, man. They're all, they're all going huh. away. I mean, here they rusted away quite a bit quicker, yeah. so they're pretty well all gone. Yeah. But, uh, so is it is there like a new standard they car? They actually, yeah. They, and it's it's such a large fleet of vehicles that mm-hmm. they basically put it out to tender. Like the, sure, so, yeah. So manufacturers were building prototypes as of a couple of years ago to say, you know, will you buy this particular yeah. car and we'll make enough of it and we'll make it in a spec that, you know, actually gives people headroom and you take a few more passengers and a little more luggage. And, sure. you know, it's way more fuel efficient than these big old V8 powered, you know, trucks that look like cars yeah. but uh yeah i i, I want to say it was nissan that ended up getting huh. the contract with like something that's akin to a minivan but a little but i also haven't been in new york in a couple of years and i I, true. I didn't do my fact checking on to see what the uh what the, the new replacement one is? is but i hope it honestly i just hope it's yellow yeah well it's, it's gonna be um with that i think we're going to move into our penultimate song yes you know what we were talking about bluegrass a little bit and this isn't bluegrass um (laughs) what that's a great segue thank you (laughs) we were talking about bluegrass yeah last week we were talking about how the show oh that was last week wasn't it might dip into a little more bluegrass in the future again for us it has it's not last week yeah it's last week last chromo so lee chromo is um, has passed now, passed in the early 2000s, but was a fiddle player, a Mi'kmaq fiddle player. Okay. So very, very um, influential teacher, musician, um, historian. Um, he was uh, very influential in uh, fighting for Mi'kmaq 
and Aboriginal rights in Nova Scotia and Canada as well. And a lot of his uh, playing, thankfully, had been recorded and saved. All right. Um, on top of all this, he was also a composer. So not all of the songs he played were his own compositions. Some yeah. of them were newer songs. Some of them were, um, you know, like a cojue, which would be like um, a, a specific dance mm-hmm. um, in Mi'kmaq culture. So some of them were more cultural songs. Yeah. And um, I imagine if you learn fiddle, you probably like... So this started everyone on like the same couple reels. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Everyone knows Devil's Reel. I can play the Devil's Reel. Like, cool. I, you know, I don't remember Listen, it off. It's been a hot minute since I took a fiddle lesson. So <laughs> it's been a hot minute since I took a fiddle lesson, too. But I'm sure I could still, you know, get a Devil's yeah. Reel going for you. All but right. this is called Constitution Breakdown by Lee Cromo. All right. like i'm back in rexton at the <laughs> church hall on like a saturday afternoon listening to that kind of music mm-hmm. you know yes so. i do know so um we are taking a look at some gold stars oh, it's time to give out gold stars every week we give out some gold stars to some people places or things that we think deserve a little recognition. Yeah, just like a little gold star, like you used oh, to get on the top of your spelling tests. Oh. Unless you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I used to get them. Well, look at you. I know. I'll go first this week. I, I went, okay. I went uh, second last week, so I'll go first this week. Hit me. What Will Lou. Go on. So Will Lou is... The lead reporters for the lead reporter for the Toronto Raptors for Sportsnet, okay. and has a quite large, very entertaining, I find, podcast, uh, the Raptor Report. Oh, um, good name for a Raptors podcast. He, I'm giving him the gold star because he's just having a hard time. Oh, is it something he did? No, it's just something he perceived to have done. It's just his job, man. Oh, like are the Raptors they suck this they year? So bad. Oh, and like so his bad. whole life is the Raptors. He's, he has to watch these games. Oh, and like you can watch. I've watched, you know, rebuilding sports teams, mm-hmm. and like actually watching watching a team contend is very entertaining because you're like, 
you know, watching them oh, like the 2019 Raptors. So yeah. entertaining to watch, right? Okay. Watching a team rebuild is is fun as well because you're like, look at all these like pieces that we have that are coming together and they're, they're starting to work together. And like, you know, you don't expect them to win every game, but you expect like them to show flashes of their potential and and you expect them to like, okay, I can see that they're working on their three-point shooting. Are they shooting, you know, an abysmal 29% right now? Yes. But the next month, they're shooting like 31%. Next month, Yeah, you get behind it because it's like the underdog story. You know, you're, you're yeah. coming up. We're seeing the progress. I'm invested in the progress. 100%. But when there's no progress. The Raptors are at a point right now where we're not, cont- we're not contending. We are like 9 and 14 at the time of recording. Um, they're... Yeah, we are, but we're also not making any moves to blow it up and rebuild. They're like, we're staying the course, like we can contend. They're uh, pretending that they can contend for some uh, reason. So they're, they're, it's and it's just awful basketball to watch. Huh. Like, is it like you know what? If there is a team, a middle of the road team, not rebuilding, not contending, but they're entertaining to watch, you'll watch. I, yeah, I'd still watch. But it's just boring, garbage basketball right now. Wow. And like we'll like we'll lose last podcast. So they did one after the Atlanta Hawks game. So like literally okay. right after the game he yeah. recorded. There was still like celebrations happening on the court. Oh. And it was thirty minutes of him just being like, This team is terrible. There is not one good thing Ugh. to say. They shot Less than 50% free throws. Eek. They were way under 30%. It always used to get me, in, like, and in, in you would know this, Thomas, but in high school, uh, and for all you two people listening at home, yes. I'm, I'm obviously 6'2 and like, <laughs> jacked and was in high school as well. But I used to play a lot of basketball. Yes. And I used to occasionally even watch a game. Yeah. And uh, it always struck me as like so strange when these people getting paid like hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. We get to the free throw line and be like, it's just like bomb. Yeah, 100% bomb. Yeah, shot. And then they, so the starting point guard for the Hawks, um, Trey Young. He's tall. He might not be taller than you. I think he's Mm -hmm. 5'9". Okay. Incredible player. Yeah. Um. Was surrounded by three players. Jakob mm-hmm. Pertle's seven foot. Yeah. Scotty Barnes is six nine with like a seven one wingspan. Yeah. And Precious Achua is like six nine, maybe a seven foot wingspan. Mm-hmm. And he walked right through them. No, he grabbed his own offensive rebound. Amazing. Then is he getting the gold star this week? No, Will oh. Lou's still getting the gold star. Oh, okay. Grabbed his own offensive rebound. Yeah. Then put it back in for two points. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, that's the amount of effort we're seeing as a, on the As court. a vertically challenged person who used to play basketball. Oh, I'm sure you love that. But yeah. can you understand me as a fan being like, this is... This is terrible because it's happening the they wrong way. They got out-rebounded on defense and offense. They had more turnovers. They can't shoot the ball. All right. This uh, is getting dangerously close to mainstream sports, so... We'll... I I know. I yeah. know it is, okay. but I, I need an outlet to get this out somewhere. All right. Well, if it helps, my gold star is also basketball related oh, this week. Anyway, shock, shock of shock. That's actually really funny. Mine's yeah. going to Will Lou because God bless that man. He has to his job. I watch this garbage sometimes because I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. He has to watch this has garbage. To, yeah. Like it is his job to watch this trash every single night it's on. He ended the podcast this week with at least we have the side. weekend off. At least wow. we have the weekend off. That's how yeah. bad Raptors basketball is right now. Amazing. <sighs> Good right? for you, Will Lou. Yeah, I'm better now. You Good for you, Will Lou. Okay. You're doing the world good and i genuinely believe that mm-hmm. what's your gold star man so no doubt because you you follow sports and local news you heard that the the minor basketball one of the leagues in halifax banned spectators at a tournament this past weekend yes yes so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna maybe go out and support the league although i i totally understand like these kids are 10 11 12 years old mm-hmm. listen like 
everyone wants their children to do well at sports. Yeah. You know, and especially if they're a competitive kid. Totally. But, like, you know, no one gets anywhere by chewing out the refs. This has no. gotten so bad, they lost, I can't remember if it was four or six refs from the league uh, who came out and said, I'm just, it's not, it's not you worth know. It. And, the, and And let's face it, we both played sports. You know that refs are usually, like, the biggest proponent of the sports, the biggest oh, fans of the sports. Yeah. They, they, like, yeah, sure, they might get paid 10 bucks a game or something ridiculous, but you, they wouldn't be there if they didn't love it. And yes. they wouldn't be there if they didn't want the kids to be doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not easy getting refs as someone no. who is still involved in, in minor sports for kids. Like it's not easy getting refs. Yeah. So I guess my gold star is going to the remaining refs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, good on the league for showing them some love too and saying, okay, well this isn't a long term thing, but to get you guys through the last week here, we're just going to make the kids play without, crowds and you know that sucks too because the parents can't be there and you know but it's protecting your volunteers yeah oh 100 percent and like you know i i am on the bad side of it sometimes too again i referee mm -hmm. and i'm a heated man and yes i've i've had a lot of really good experiences with refs and I may have come close to fisticuffs with a ref before as well. Yeah. As a coach, not as a player. Yeah. Refing is a really hard job. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't envy them. It's just, I'm so glad that we have them. I'm so glad that we have them for. Yeah, that's why they're they're getting a gold star. Yeah. The remaining ones. And even the ones who didn't remain, like, you know what? There's something to be said, too, for, like, if you're going out and getting chewed out by a 10-year-old basketball playing kids parents because of a call you made you don't deserve that you don't need that no absolutely not hey let's do some promos all right so um i have a few up here today they're both going to be for tonight um at nine o'clock so um right after this we have live Mm -hmm. at uh kexp Yep. After that, we have Black Atlantic. Mm-hmm. But Sunday at 9 p.m., so Let stay me around. pause you right there. Because, totally. folks, you need to go to CHMAFM and look at the cover art for this program. Oh, 100%. Yeah, please. Yeah. So CHAFM.com, and you're going to want to look up the night shift. Um, so that is at Sundays at 9 p.m. So listen to the night shift to hear Luca Capone spin a diverse, adventurous mix of sounds ranging from psychedelic jazz to experimental hip-hop. With a heavy focus on Canadian and independent artists that can be heard every Sunday at 9 p.m. on CHMA. Yeah, but again, the cover art. Oh, so maybe they don't call it cover art should probably know this since they let me on the radio with you but anyway fantastic i'm not going to spoil it for you thomas do you like funk dude i love funk do you like disco i i'm pretty okay with disco actually yeah i'm probably more okay with disco than i should be wednesday night 8 p.m tune in for sunshine after dark nice ranging from funk to disco to all kinds of just like upbeat yeah yeah like music that you just saw on the radio and you're like huh Music that uh, you could take your pants off and dance to. Or you could leave them on, or they could be oversized, but only on half the pants. But they could be, or they could be undersized. They could be. Really tight pants. Mm. Really tight pant dancing. Probably won't find myself dancing to it, but maybe a toe tap. I'm a dancer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sundays at 11 p.m., the wonderful James Anderson, who does so much for this community. Tune in uh, to the outside. Forget what's moving on and what's standing still. James Anderson has a strange and wonderful compulsion to explore and discover the outer reaches of the musical spectrum. And sometimes what's just in plain sight. Madness. Madness. What else are we talking about this week, Thomas? You need to give me one more, man. What? We only did three. Uh, man, it would be rude of me not to mention that at Sunday at 8 a.m. for you early risers. Maybe that's not early on a Sunday for, for you. Yeah, if you don't have kids and are not employed Sunday mornings, 
Eight o'clock could be pretty early, but since we've been talking about bluegrass for weeks, I feel like it would be yeah. rude not to m- mention that you could tune in at eight o'clock on Sunday morning for the bluegrass jam, a whole hour of mind shredding bluegrass action. Love it. Yeah, man. Uh, what else are we doing? Well, we're going to about to have a song, my friend. That's what we're going to do. All right. Hit me up with a little music. What are we going to listen to? Um, you know what? I'm deciding right now. Just now. Yeah. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Well, I got eight songs in front of me. That's why, brother. The choices. I have actually only seven songs because we already did Dear Santa. You know what? I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to go Christmas again, man. All right. I'm done for Christmas music for the year. This is it. I'll allow it. This is uh, the very classic Christmas time is here. The Vince Guaraldi trio. Yeah. I can't hate you for playing that. Uh, But the. Drummer for the Vince Guaraldi trio, of mm-hmm. course, was uh, Jerry Grinelli. Yes. Uh, fairly recently passed. Yes. Um, like within the last year, maybe I believe two? so, yes. Yeah. Jerry Grinelli, although not uh, Atlantic Canadian native, mm-hmm. um, was his chosen home. Um, he resided in Halifax for the majority of his adult life and passed okay. away here as well. So we're going to let him on. For- He's 100% Atlantic Canadian. For, for good behavior. He's 100% Atlantic Canadian. I feel um, like you'd have to be a guy after my own heart to, like, to move to where there's snow. Yeah. Even Halifax didn't get much snow, but you get a, you get a little bit every once in a while. So this is um, actually the Jerry Grinelli trio, so not the Vince Guaraldi trio, but Jerry Grinelli's own band. All right. So here's the Jerry Grinelli trio with their own version of Christmas Time is Here. All right.
it's a nice bass solo. I could see you like enjoying it as it was happening. Yeah, I'm a bass solo guy. <laughs> Don Cherry. Oh, come on. <laughs> what? You know what? He's probably having... It's Christmas Eve. He's probably having a wonderful time with his friends and family and his loved ones, just like we all should be. Okay. What's the Don Cherry update for this week? My New Year's resolution is to get rid of this segment. (laughs) It will never go away. Even if we... I will put it in there somehow every week. I don't know. Even if it's live, I will just start every sentence with a new word. Every sentence with a new word? Yeah, I'll start every sentence with a new word. Every sentence, usually. Yeah, but with like a new letter to spell out a Don Cherry update somehow. You know what I mean? cryptic Don Cherry. Yes, sir. That's what I'm about. We're all about cryptic Don Cherry messages. Um, Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for CHMA for hosting and broadcasting. Check them out at chma.com and at chmafm on all the socials. Of course, just stay here. Live KEXP is next. Um, Check out midgetairport.com. Visit our merch store and give us a shout out on all of the socials at Midget Airport, um, except on X, formerly known as Twitter, where we are at midget underscore airport. Follow us now and you could be our fourth follower good i think you know what that's actually true i think we have three right now do we yeah man wow we're blowing up <laughs> we're gonna be going viral there's gonna be the magic airport music festival soon enough uh-huh we're gonna have it in we'll the have to choose between that and the rogersville bluegrass festival no we, we no we 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 do live reporting for one uh-huh and and we we host the other Neither of us live in Midgic. We just work here at the That's airport. fine. I'm sure the airport would let us use the land. Yeah? Yeah. All right. We'll talk to management. Yeah, totally. Um, that's with that? It, that's all. Bye forever. Merry Christmas, folks. Yeah, happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the Midgic Air Traffic Controller Hour here on CHMAFM. I'm Air Traffic Controller Thomas. And I'm Air Traffic Controller Luke. And you can find CHMA on all social medias at CHMAFM. You can also check out their website, CHMAFM.com. You can also find us at MidgetAirport.com and on all the socials at MidgetAirport and on Twitter at, at MidgetAirport.